Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another podcast episode of Mysterious Headlines. Today, we're going to be talking more about the civil lawsuit with the Petito and Laundry family. If you did not listen to my previous podcast episode, I highly recommend you do so. In this podcast episode, I talk about the contents of Brian Laundry's notebook, which were released last week. But today we're going to talk about some updates in the civil lawsuit. So if you are not familiar or don't remember, the Petito family has sued the Laundry family. And again, this is a civil lawsuit. It's not a criminal lawsuit. It's a civil lawsuit. The Petito parents saying that the Laundry parents caused irreparable harm and damage to them by some of the things they did and did not do. Now, if you can remember back to the fall, August, September time, and how everything went down, you would probably remember that the Petito family was begging for answers. Where their daughter was, they wanted to find Gabby, they wanted to know what had happened to her, and we know that the Laundry family stayed silent. They refused to answer the Petito's calls, they refused to answer their texts, and then they quickly retained a lawyer and refused to speak and still to this day they have not spoken they've made a couple statements through their lawyer but not made any statements themselves the one of the first statements they made when um it was revealed that they were doing some searches in grand teton national park to try and find gabby they made a statement to the effect of we hope that this search is successful and that you can be reunited with your daughter And we know that a short time later, Gabby's body was discovered in Grand Teton National Park. And we can all agree that morally and ethically, what the Laundry family did is utterly disgusting. The fact that they blocked the parents, refused to talk to them, refused to give any information, and retained a lawyer and only made a few statements through the lawyer is disgusting. It is so foreign from, I think, what any of us would do in that kind of situation. It's so foreign to us, and that's why it's, like, so disgusting to us that they would have even acted in the way that they did. So morally and ethically, we agree that it's terribly wrong. But to this day, they have not been held criminally liable for anything that happened. They invoked their Fifth Amendment to not speak which is their legal right. And to this point, we have not seen any evidence from law enforcement or FBI that they did anything to break the law. And that's frustrating to a lot of people, including myself, because it seems like they should be held criminally liable for something, but that's not the case. They have not broke any laws that we know of. And if they had broke a law, if FBI or law enforcement had found evidence of them breaking a law, they would have prosecuted them already. So that is, you know, likely something that's never going to happen. But the Petito family filed this civil lawsuit saying, we have suffered damage because of you. And there was a hearing last week by the judge to determine if this case was going to move forward because the laundry family and their attorney Stephen Bertolino very quickly after this suit was filed 
filed a motion to dismiss. Basically saying, we don't, like, we don't think this is right. We don't think they have enough evidence to move forward. Because the Petito family was claiming we have evidence that they knew that Gabby was dead. They knew that Brian had killed her. And they were specifically choosing not to talk to us. And that's what caused the irreparable damage. And so, Laundry family and their lawyer, Stephen Bertolino, said, no, 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 that's not true. And filed this motion to dismiss. Well, they had the hearing last week. And that was where the judge was going to decide if he thought this should move forward or not. And it was really the judge's choice on what he thought. So he gave a chance for each of the lawyers to speak. Now, something to keep in mind is that the Petito family and the Laundry family both have different lawyers because this case is being held in Sarasota County, Florida. So the lawyers have to be Florida lawyers. Um, and both of their lawyers are New York lawyers. The other lawyers that we saw all throughout during the case, those are New York lawyers. So Stephen Bertolino is not the laundry lawyer for this civil lawsuit. Now, he's certainly like in contact with the other lawyer that they are using in Florida. So they're certainly contacting, like connected to each other and probably chatting a lot, but he is not the lawyer that they're going to be using in um, court potentially. So they gave both of the lawyers a chance to speak and the Petito lawyer basically said, yes, we have proof, we have evidence that this happened. He alluded to the statement, which I just mentioned a minute ago, um, the statement that they made that said, um, we hear that there's a search going on in Teton National Park. We, you know, we pray and hope that it is successful and you can be reunited with your daughter. And the lawyer, the Petito lawyer said that gave the Petito parents false hope that she was alive and that they were going to be reunited with her when the parents already knew that she was dead. And the laundry lawyer basically said, like, that's, that's not enough, like, evidence. That's not enough proof. And that was kind of the end of the hearing. The judge said he would decide within a couple weeks on if he was going to move forward with the, um, case or not. So the judge came back today and decided that he was going, or they're going to move forward with the trial potentially. And I'll explain why. So he basically said that it's not going to be dismissed. The, um, Laundry lawyers had filed for the motion to dismiss, and he did not grant that. He said, nope, I'm not granting that. I'm going to let a jury decide. It's going to go forth to a trial, and the jury will decide what they think. Now, there are a couple possibilities moving forward here. Okay, There's the possibility that, yes, this goes forth to a trial. The trial is held sometime next summer, and a jury is selected and a jury would decide 
what they think. They would decide if the Petito family is did endure irreparable harm and damage at the hands of the laundry parents or vice versa. Um, that would be um, their decision if it goes forth to a trial. There's also the possibility of a settlement. Now, I don't think the possibilities of a settlement in this case are very high, considering that the Petito family and the laundry parents have not even spoken to this point since all the events occurred in August and September. They have not spoken. The laundry family has, like, not wanted to speak to them. The Petito parents wanted to talk to them from the beginning, but that just never happened. And so I think it would be a one in a million chance that there would be a settlement. I don't think that's likely, but in other civil cases, they reach a settlement and then it doesn't go forth to a trial. I think it's highly unlikely, but that is certainly a possibility. Now, the next thing is going to be the depositions where the Petito lawyer, he's going to, um, call forth different witnesses He's going to subpoena different witnesses to go in for depositions. So he can basically subpoena whoever he wants. And they're going to go in for a deposition, which is basically like a recorded um, under oath testimony. So it's not in the courtroom, but it is recorded and it's under oath. And so he's going to subpoena different people. He, This lawyer has already said he's going to subpoena the laundry parents. He's already like alluded to law enforcement officers and FBI officers that are going to be subpoenaed um, and they're going to be basically asked to come in to testify under oath um, on recording and so that's going to be the next phase of this trial now during this phase based on kind of what happens in these depositions the laundry families could file another motion to dismiss if they say well wait a second we like based on these depositions we're seeing we don't think that they really have enough evidence they could file another motion to dismiss and then the judge could decide so that's a possibility of something that could happen and the judge could then decide okay yes i agree i don't think there's enough here and the judge could dismiss the case at that point so it's not a hundred percent home run that it's going to go to a trial but I would say it's highly likely that it is because again I don't think a civil suit is probable at all considering the families have not spoken since everything happened and I think it's highly unlikely that they would file a motion to dismiss again but anything is possible so I want to put that out there um We'll have to kind of track things and see where things go. Again, if this does go to trial, it would be sometime next summer, which you think, oh, geez, that is such a long time away. Well, there's a couple things that come into play with that. First is that, I mean, court calendars are pretty booked. They have lots of other court cases that they're doing, civil lawsuits that they're hearing, and so... You know, they have to look at the calendar and see, okay, when do we have an opening for another, you know, trial to take place? They also 
need to give the lawyers time to prepare. The lawyers have to be able to get their case ready. And so lawyers don't want to be rushed into it either. So the lawyers have said, we don't want it any sooner. If, if someone motioned to have it rushed to be earlier, they would dismiss it. The, they would file to dismiss that because they need all this time to prepare. Both of the lawyers on the Petito and Laundry side need time to prepare. So if it does go forth to a trial, it would be probably, they're saying August of next year is when the trial would be. It's highly likely that the trial would be televised, similar to like the, how the Johnny Depp trial was um, televised. This one probably would be televised and allow um, like news crews in the courtroom. Um, and so we would be able to watch it if it does go forth to a trial. Now, there's some interesting things here um, at play. We obviously have the notebook contents that were released last week. It's unclear on if that would really play a part in the civil trial. Because, again, the civil trial is all based upon the Petito saying they suffered harm and damage, emotional damage, at the hands of the Laundry family. And the, when the judge came back today, he really said it was all based upon that statement that was made by Stephen Bertolino when they said, we hope that the search and grantee done is successful and you can be reunited with their daughter. So the trial, if it goes forth, is really going to be picking apart that statement. And so I don't know that Brian Laundrie's notebook really has anything to do with that statement or the context of that statement, but it potentially could be brought up during the lawsuit. We also have some other things, some other evidentiary things that have not been released yet that we're all kind of waiting for and trying to get some more information on that could potentially be involved in the suit as well. I mentioned these things a little bit in the last podcast episode, but in addition to Brian Laundrie's notebook, there's also a letter that was written by Roberta Laundrie and given to Brian Laundry, and this we don't know the contents of the letter because we have not seen it it's not been released but we know that it says on the outside burn after reading and there's some discrepancy as to when this letter was written according to the Petito lawyer this letter was written sometime during the time of all of that going on in the fall sometime in August September this letter was written and given to Brian. The laundry lawyer, Stephen Bertolino, says, no, 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 that letter was written months before the trip, months before the cross-country trip. And yet the letter has not been released. We, the Petito family lawyer said it contained some kind of information regarding Roberta Laundry offering to assist Brian in some way, but the lawyer would not go into any more detail than that because he said, I don't have the letter in front of me and I would hate to misquote anything in the letter. So he has not gone further into that, but he is urging Stephen Bertolino to release the letter. 
And it is quite interesting because when Bertolino released the notebook contents last week, he said, oh, well, I just want to be really transparent, fully transparent with everyone. Well, if you're wanting to be fully transparent with everyone, then why not release this letter? And if it was released months earlier, or if it was written months earlier than the events that occurred, then what's the harm in releasing it? If it has nothing to do with this, what's the harm in releasing it? So it makes you think that maybe there's something to hide there. But hard to say. Hard to say. There's also a digital omission note. So we know in the notebook he admitted to killing her. But there's also digital omission, which could be a text message. It could be like a note entry on a phone. It could be a document on a um, computer or iPad. So some sort of digital omission that Brian killed Gabby. And that is apparently in the hands of the FBI. So the um, laundry parents do not have it. The laundry lawyer does not have it. It is something that the um, FBI has. So they would have to be the ones to release it. Don't know if they're going to. There's also potentially a third note of some kind. We don't know what this note says, but there's evidently a third note of some kind. We don't know where that note is, if it's in the possession of the laundries or the FBI, but the Petito lawyer stated there is a third note out there. So there's all these things kind of circulating. I don't know if we'll get to see the burn after reading letter, if we'll get to see the other digital omission note, and then this third note that could potentially come out in the civil lawsuit, again, if it's related. They're not going to be pulling out evidence that really isn't related, but potentially we'll see that, potentially some other evidence. In this case, it just, again, depends on if it's related or not to the case. And so I think right now, everyone is kind of eager to see some of this other evidence, to see these other notes and see what the contents of them are. And if it is going to have anything to do with the civil lawsuit or not. But it'll be interesting to see exactly who the Petito lawyer um, subpoenas as witnesses. He has said he's going to subpoena the laundry family parents, which they can invoke their Fifth Amendment and say, we don't want to talk. But then when you get a subpoena, then you're required to go under oath and talk. So... They might, right off the bat, even before subpoenas start going out, say, oh, we're invoking the Fifth Amendment. But then if you get subpoenaed by another lawyer, then you are going to have to talk. And also, the Petito lawyer can use that against them. If they do say, oh, we're invoking the Fifth Amendment, we're not going to talk, then he can use that against them in the trial and say, "Um, so they didn't talk back in the fall, and then they invoked their fifth again, not wanting to talk. Okay, that kind of tells us something here. So that can be used against them in the civil 
lawsuit. So it'll be interesting to see if they do that or not. Either way, he's going to subpoena them. And it'll be interesting, like, if it does go forth to a trial, if they actually show up. They're not necessarily required to show up. Um, and that would be the first time the laundry parents and petito parents would have been in the same room. So I don't know if that'll actually happen, but we'll have to see. Like, he's also said he's going to be subpoenaing law enforcement um, officers. I mean, probably from the Northport Law Enforcement, um, well, Northport Police Department. Um, I mean, there's a couple big names I could think of that were at the front spearheading a lot of the... Um, the investigation so he'll probably be subpoenaing those people and some FBI agents as well um it's unclear if Cassie Laundrie Brian's sister is going to be subpoenaed um she might have some interesting information as we know she has talked and shared some information back in the fall um we haven't heard from her recently but she did talk initially um with media and so it would be interesting if they subpoenaed her um, and yeah, potentially, um, potentially some other people. I'd love to know who you would be interested in seeing subpoenaed. If there's someone you can think of that maybe like would have some information. I can't really think of anybody else besides FBI, law enforcement, the laundry f parents, and maybe his sister. Um, you know, I can't really think of anybody else, but I would love to know if you have anybody else, um, you can think of that might, um, have some information that could potentially be subpoenaed. And I'd love to know your thoughts on this. What do you think about this civil lawsuit going forth? And, you know, where do you think it might go? As I've said, I think it'll probably end up going to a trial because, they're probably not going to settle, and I don't know that the other family's going to motion to dismiss again, and I don't know if the judge would grant that anyway. So I think it will go forth to a trial, and I, I don't think that the laundry parents are probably going to be there because they're not going to want to be there, and so it'll probably just be the petito parents there, but this will also be the first time that petito parents are going to get to share their story from their perspective. They haven't really been able to do that to this point. Um, it's all been like other people's recounts of the story. So it'll be interesting to hear from them, from their perspective, truly kind of what it has been like. And I think that'll be really, um, it'll be really heart-wrenching, but also I think really important for that to happen. So please let me know your thoughts on this. And as a final note, I want to remind everyone, this is a civil lawsuit. So if the Petito family wins, they're going to win money. It's not a criminal lawsuit to lock up the laundry parents. I know there's been a lot of misinformation about that out there on social media. And I really want to clear that up because a lot of people are like, oh yeah, like lock them up, send them to jail. This is not a criminal suit at all. It is a civil suit. Civil suits mean there's just money as an end game, as an end goal, if they win. So this is not a criminal suit at all. They have not been charged with any crimes, although we might want them to be charged with crimes. They have not done anything illegal up to this point that we know of. And so this is not a criminal suit, it's a civil suit. And so that's why this is a bit different kind of moving forward 
than criminal cases maybe you follow or have followed in the past. That's why it's a little bit different. So this was the next step in the case and the judge um, not granting the motion to dismiss. So it will potentially move forward. Again, the next thing is going to be the subpoenas that are going to be happening over this next year. Um, People will be getting subpoenas. They will be um, speaking under oath um, on recording and um, answering questions. So that will be happening leading up to a civil um, trial that would take place sometime next summer. So I just wanted to put that out there so that there is no misinformation about this. It is a civil lawsuit, nothing to do with any crimes. And because, again, Brian committed suicide, that's why we're not having a criminal case. If he hadn't committed suicide and he had been found alive and police had found him or he had turned himself in, then we would be in a different spot because we'd be going forth with a with a criminal lawsuit. The FBI and the law enforcement would be finding exact evidence to charge Brian with the crime of killing Gabby, and then we'd be going forth with a whole murder trial. But because he killed himself, we do not have that. And so this is the only time this story is going to reach a courtroom is with this civil lawsuit. I would love to know your thoughts on this. You can um, tweet me at MYS Headlines. You can also comment on NYS Headlines Pod. That is where I post um, photos related to the um, podcast episodes I'm doing. So I have all the photos of the notebook contents up there on Instagram. If you want to reread through that um, or you missed the last podcast episode, I have those um, photos up there. Um, So you can comment on that with your thoughts surrounding the notebook and the civil lawsuit and tweet at me, MYS Headlines. I would love to know your thoughts and your comments. I will be back with another podcast episode regarding this case when there is new information to update. Um, as you you know, know, I've kind of been making these podcasts in regards to this case kind of sporadically when there's information to report. Um, so things have kind of come in waves since everything um, happened in September and October. So when there's new information to report, I will pop back with a podcast episode regarding that. But in the meantime, I am doing other podcast episodes regarding um, other missing person cases. That is my main focus here on this podcast is covering other missing person stories because there are lots of missing persons and they deserve just as much as, as just as much attention as Gabby Petito did. And so that is what my podcast is focused on. So if you've only been tuning in to my Gabby Petito, Brian Laundry coverage, I highly encourage you go check out my other content that I have made. I have um, podcast episodes on all sorts of different cases. There are lots of missing children that really break my heart. And I have podcast episodes on all of them. Summer Wells, Oakley Carlson, Michael Vaughn, Um, Cody Bigsby. I have um, podcast episodes on all of those as well as some adult missing person cases. So if you are interested at all, I highly recommend you go check out um, those podcast episodes. Um, Listen to them, share them, um, comment your thoughts on my social media. 
And if you have an idea for a missing person case I should cover, tweet me at MYS Headlines. I'm always open to new ideas and suggestions. And I know there are definitely some missing person cases I am not familiar with because sadly there are too many to count. So if you have a suggestion, please tweet me. I am always open to suggestions. But until then, until my next podcast episode, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing any of my podcast episodes that you listen to and for engaging on social media. Talk to you later. Bye.